Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's going on, horror fans? This is Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. We are back at it. One man down this week. We're, we're, we're a man short this week, but we're still here, and we are going to have fun. We got a big, big show ahead this week. I'm Mike C., and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the man that his favorite place to be away from home is my big comfy couch. And that is my good friend, Rich. I detected no lies there. Zero lies detected. Well, I got bad news for you. And we're going to be starting I the know, show off on a somber note this week. R.I.P. to the comfy couch. R.I.P. to the comfy couch. I um, I had to put it out to the curb last week. I, I heard the garbage men take it. And as soon as I heard the crunching and cracking, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. I've had some good times on that couch. Did, did you at least replace it with a comfy couch? Uh, very. Very. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll have to come over to check it out. Yeah. I, I bought it from a store that uh, that may or may not rhyme with Tamor and, and Mike Flanagan. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. So, no, it's it's a nice couch. So, so, so you overpaid. The old one's gone. Yes, very much. <laughs> I couldn't find anything nice anywhere else. So. I know. I just I just had to throw that yeah. in there. You might as well have gone to fucking <laughs> I paid, Ikea. Uh, basically paid twice what I wanted to for a couch. So. I love it. You should have gone to Ikea. We don't have one here. I know, but you, they have one in Syracuse, I do believe. Oh, really? Yeah. But they had delivered down to this area? Of course they will. They would. They, as it cost much me about money, $700. Listen, as much money as Ikea charges you, they'll deliver anywhere. And you get those Swedish <laughs> meatballs. And you get Swedish meatballs. Of course. Of course. But it's gone. It's yeah, sad. It's, it's, it's a, a sad it's a day. very very sad day. I if know I our had listeners taps, can feel this. If I had taps, I would play <laughs> taps right now. We have nothing. We only have. I think the Price is Right fail might be in there. But uh, that, I can't use it for this. Yeah, sad just, memories. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to get that in the board. But um, uh, sadly, uh, also sad news. Not with us this week is uh, is the professor. The only thing that's a sad news for is that means that we're not going to be able to use this. Boo this man. I think we just did. Well, yeah, I, I had to get it in when I could. He gets because a boo for not being here. He, we had to get it in when we could because uh, without him being here, it's hard to just do the boo this man. Because right. let's be honest, he's the reason for boo this man. Well, I heard that um, the reason he's not here this week is because he's actually got a new job. Uh, he's one of those like uh, shirtless, uh, pantsless uh, models at Raymore and Flan- or not Raymore <laughs> at uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. Ah. He stands in the window and kind of like flexes. And I-, I thought he became a garbage man. And unfortunately, today is garbage day. That was allegedly. (laughs) Well, for me, it's put my garbage out day. Yes, as it is for me as well. Oh, wow, we had the same schedule. So, but uh, yeah, no, that's that's his new profession. He's a uh, basically a naked model for Abercrombie and Fitch. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see him. I I, I know that we're not going to see him for a couple weeks. No, but I will be seeing his mom. Oh yeah, later tonight. We've She's spending seen, the night. It's my turn. I was going to say, we see his mom quite frequently. Yes. We, uh, maybe next week we can get her in as the guest in, in place of him. We probably should. What a lovely lady. She is very oh, lovely. I, I just can't say enough good things about and her. And there's no other place that I would rather... Never mind. 
I can't. I, I can't. And in good faith, she, you know, she's a wonder. Mrs. Professor is a wonderful woman. What a great lady. What a great lady. But we've Although, got more important things. I just want to point out, Mike C. once did take her out for dinner and never called, called her, her again. And it was a nice steak dinner, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so you the, know what that means. It was a surf and turf is what that was. Let me tell you. You know what that means. I do know what that means. But, you know, uh, I know we have a big show. We have a big, huge Very show. Very big show. Are, are we going to wait into? To, are we going to wait until the second half of the show to let the listeners know? I know our patrons already know. The patrons know. I'm not going to tell our, our our listeners, though, what we're doing for the second segment. They know that we're kicking off a huge three-week top 30 countdown, uh, numbers 30 through 21. But I'm not going to say what it is until we get to it. That is crazy. But we got a lot of news to talk about. We got a about. lot of news. And to bring us into the news... Let me get a little teaser, although it isn't quite what the list is. But if you start to think about it, you might be able to piece it together. Right. It's time for this week's Horror Zone News. You got that right. And we're going to kick it off with news that makes me very happy uh it is going to be an extremely extremely happy happy birthday for me this year because american horror story we've finally been given a premiere date for it it will be premiering on august 25th which just so happens to double as my birthday wow so i gotta ask you a question then yes this year for your birthday uh, my, my year my birthday's already passed yes but my next birthday is in 2021 or 2022 sorry right so in 2021 on your birthday you get american horror story yes on my exact birthday january 15th 2022 i get the new scream movie i think that you which, win. Of us, which one of us is winning i think i got the bad end of the stick on this one here. i don't i don't think I, we don't know yet <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah first of all it's scream 2022 instead of just scream yes five. It's, it, no it's scream it is it's screamed. Scream. It's not Scream 5. We got to get it right. So American Horror Story so far is winning because I hate the fact that I have to say Scream 2022. Right. And uh, truth be told, I, I'll watch this the first week. I don't really have a whole lot of faith in this, but I ended up like in 1984. I was going to say, don't watch what you say because you did not have any faith in 84 and you ended up liking it. As, I hated as well it at as first. I do, as but... well as I did. So I'll probably give, listen, because of 84, I'll probably give this three, three episodes, but usually I, I watch anyways. Let's be honest. I'm a fan of the series, but I will say, I will give it at least three episodes just based on 84. Because if I would have cut off 84 because the first episode was eh at best, if I would have cut it off, man, I would have missed some great shit. Yeah, so I, I, really I'm gonna, I think that I need to give them at least a three-episode curve. You know who cracked me up more than anybody on that? Matthew Morrison, the guy from Glee. Yes. The guy that played Mr. Schuster on Glee. That guy was hilarious. It was good. I've never seen good. him in a role like that. He's usually you know <laughs> more I'm, serious. And... I'm a big, big fan. That was, that was a good show. Um, we got a little bit more news, too. I, I don't know that we had previously reported this, because I don't think that we had been given a date, but American Horror Stories, the anthology series, uh, is going to be premiering on FX on Hulu on July 15th. Uh, real quick uh, real quick kind of correction, because they're both anthology series. The anthology, every different week series. Yes, yes. Because like, the funny part is it is... It's an anthology series, period. Right. So now it's just not the entire season is one story. It is every episode is a different story. So creep show style. Uh, that's the weird part about this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. Just because I, I, I'll give anything a shot. and uh, But they do have big shoes to fill because creep show is hit it out of the park. Yes. Season one uh, wasn't, it wasn't is what I would, uh, it wasn't where I wanted it to be, but it was still good. Right. Season two, though. 
was phenomenal. Yeah, I've gotten through some of it. I haven't watched the whole season yet, but it's been really good from uh, what I've dude, seen. Dude, it's, it's super good. So, so season three, whoo, I'm just saying I'm waiting. That's coming later this year. That's right. It's coming out this year. Big 20, things coming. It's 2021. Big, big, big dog. Big dog. dog. Uh, so moving on, we got some other big stories here this week. So uh, the next thing up, um, a few months back, we, we have a correction to make here. We just found this out this week. We didn't know this at the time. But a few months back, we reported that A Quiet Place Part 3 was greenlit. I believe that we were given the release date at the time. We do know now March 31st, 2023 is when A Quiet Place Part 3 is supposed to be coming. Well, we're not getting A Quiet Place Part 3. It, that's not what's happening. No, we're getting a spinoff. <laughs> we're getting a spinoff instead. Uh, basically, it's said that it's going to be expanding the universe created in the first two films. Still given the, the March 31st, 2023 date, but uh, it is not going to be part three. It's going to be some other spinoff. I'm not upset about this, by the way. I think that... Uh, it's probably all, smart. I think that the best thing to do now, especially since Krasinski is gone, period, um, you know, he stayed on for the second movie right. as, as the director and such, but he didn't act other than the flashback scenes, right. which I'm not counting, okay? But uh, we know he's gone, and so isn't his wife. Emily Blunt was said she was going to be out too. So what were you really going to do to continue this story? I feel like doing it in a different realm is good because now we can expand this universe. And if done right, if done right, Mike C, this could lead to years and years and years of Quiet Place movies that are good for fans. Maybe it'll be better than the the Conjuring universe, which it, we're going to be talking right, about later we'll be talking on the about show. That in a second. But I, I I'm just pointing out that this could be a very good thing. Now, if it's done badly. <laughs> It's a whole different story. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna suck. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that this could be a very, very good thing for us fans to get a different perspective. And because you can bounce it around, you can see new people. You can build a whole world where you're invested in it. You could do what they should have done with Cloverfield. Yeah. And this could be a, a big cash cow. And that you know what'll be happen? You won't ever get bogged down. Right. Because it won't I mean, ever be a true sequel. It'll just happen yeah, in the same universe. I mean, think about it. We've gotten two big films. Both have done extremely well at the box office. Both are very popular. We've seen just a tiny little grain of salt. We follow one family. Exactly. This, one family and in one, interact, one area. Right. And then they interact with some other people. This However, thing is going on everywhere. This, this is going on all over the world. This isn't just in this area. This is a worldwide. This brought an end to the world pretty much. I mean, I understand there's still humans existing, but they're in hiding. Yeah. They're, they're adapting to a new way of life and there is far less of them. Right. So this is cool. This is kind of like those, you know, what I can compare it to. Perfect example. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Think about it. All the Living Dead movies. They're not direct sequels no, to one another. They're all kind they of their just own take film, place in the same universe. Yeah. Occasionally, you have a crossover character or whatever, but for the most part, it's different places around the world because this phenomenon is happening everywhere, and that's what they could do with uh, Quiet Place: is turn it into the space uh, creature feature equivalent to a zombie franchise like the uh, Night of yeah. the Living Dead franchise. I agree. And I like the way we're weaving in all of our other stories this week. There's a lot of things we're going to come Listen, back to. You want to know what the best part about that is? That's called a segue, motherfucker. It is a segue. Except uh, I'm going to move on to something completely different here. Okay. Um, because just today, at the time of recording, uh, this is maybe about two, three hours ago, a story hit. Um, we know that Blumhouse is currently filming the new adaptation of Firestarter. Which, of course, is a Stephen King. It's a remake. You know, that's that's something that's uh, that's happening. You're not going to give me this time, Mike C. I'm not going to get you. No, you're not going to give me. Firestarter has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Stephen King. I know it doesn't because, you know, this is Firestarter. <laughs> What's this have to do with Stephen King? 
Stephen King wrote this song and performed it. Oh shit! Well, he was on cocaine. He was in the Prodigy. He was. He was actually the lead singer and uh, writer <laughs> and everything for Prodigy. I'm sure the Maestro will get a kick out of uh, us just randomly throwing Prodigy. <laughs> if he even listens to the show, he's been known not to. Yeah, well, hopefully he dear does because I threw that in for him. <laughs> we'll have to send him a message. Not, you want to listen? If 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 not, then uh, he's going to join the list like the uh, professor. <laughs> <laughs> you just made the list. Uh, so. This is, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but Brian Fuller um, is writing and directing a brand new take on Stephen King's Christine for Blumhouse. Uh, his film is, the only thing we know about it right now, other than what we know about the movie Christine, uh, he's actually going to be keeping the film in the 1980s. So it's going to actually be a period piece, which I, I dig about that. At least he's not going to try to modernize it. Uh, Christine is one of my like really... One of those like guilty pleasure movies. Whenever it's on, it's such a dumb idea, really, when you think about it. But I love that movie, and I love that John Carpenter filmed it. You know, and and I don't know. It's just everything about that movie I really like. And um, so I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I'm all right with this. I'm going to tell you why. This is an interesting. Uh, we're in an interesting mood here with with of course uh, Brian Fuller, uh, because Brian Fuller is mostly known for his TV work. Um, right, and it's funny that you should mention that he has he has uh, was it he's re- written uh, for American Gods the TV show not the comic book the Hannibal TV series uh, he goes all the way back to Heroes pushing daisies uh, so I mean it's Dead Like Me is another thing on his take and then he did the movie he did the movie adaptation of Carrie that's what TV, I was just going to bring TV up the TV adaptation right so he has done technically a movie but it was a made for TV movie he did a lot of Star Trek too so Star Trek fans probably know a lot about Brian Fuller right because he did some Deep Space Nine some Voyager uh, and even into uh, Short Treks and Discovery so I mean this guy has been well rounded in the world of TV not much in the way of movies though yeah so and that Carrie show uh, series or movie whatever you want to call it was, was not good I agree with you. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Since then, he's done Pushing Daisies. He's done, you know, Dead Like Me. He's done Hannibal. And those are just the ones in the... Look at Mike Flanagan. We talked about it. Oculus. Right, right, right. right. But I'm just saying, those are the... Those series, not not counting the Star Treks and stuff, which obviously do count. That's a big fandom. And if if you really sucked at it, you wouldn't be back. But just counting the ones that are horror or horror, you know, adjacent, like Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, and Hannibal, which Hannibal is straight horror, um... Yeah, like I, I think he's a uh, you know a good enough writer. Mm-hmm. Now we're just gonna have to see if that can cross over into a big budget movie because it's Blumhouse. It's going to be a big budget movie. I mean, it's not going to be the massive you know budget like an it kind of movie, but right. you know it's still probably going to carry a twenty million dollar tag on it. Easy, probably. right? Easy. Fifteen twenty. Yeah. Fifteen twenty. Yeah, easy. Uh, so yeah, this is kind of like uh, sink or swim time. But like I said, if you look at it, he has also been nominated for two primetime Emmys. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, again, Carrie is one of those one of those movies I love. Whenever it's on, I have to watch it. You know, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's Carpenter's work on it. You know, it's it's one ah, of his. Such a great movie. I always, you know, I talk about this all the time. I was actually, I, I saw the uh, the Maestro over the weekend, and we were kind of talking about how John Carpenter's kind of got like different like tiers of movies. As far as I'm concerned, Halloween, The Fog, and The Thing are his masterpieces. His B tier is like uh, Christine and um, Prince of Darkness. Um, like they Prince Live, Darkness. I would probably say, probably maybe comes close to falling tier. in there. I'd put it top tier. I wouldn't I, I mean, wouldn't everybody say loves top that movie. tier. That movie, everybody loves it that is, movie. It is, but it's, it's not Halloween. Halloween. It's not The Fog. Those okay, movies it's not, are just okay. so it's, it's perfect. It's not an iconic classic film in the sense of like... It's a cult classic. But it's yeah. a classic. Yeah. 
But I, I would put it in amazing. his B tier. I would put that in his B tier. I wouldn't say I, that that's I'm, one of his. Three I'm going to agree to disagree because I would put it in at least. It put it in his own tier. It's like a B plus tier. But with, we're, with we're Carpenter, wrestle for this later. Listen, I'm just going to throw this out there with Carpenter. Like there, there could be many levels of tiers. <laughs> True, <laughs> because like there, you okay? So you have like the cinematic classics, and then right below that is his next line of like really good movies, and then there's a line of good movies, <laughs> and then, and then there's, there's a vampires, very, and then there yeah, then then we finally <laughs> get down. There's like two like not good movies: vampires and ghosts of Mars. I don't care what anybody says. And you know the maestro was trying to say that he liked that movie. No. No, no Ghost of Mars. You're wrong. It wasn't horrible. Oh, it's so bad. It's it unwatchable. Horrible. The no. Ward wasn't much better, but that was better than those two. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree to disagree. I don't think it's great because I'm sure the Maestro <laughs> thought that it was great, but I, I don't think it's great. But I, I, I Ghost of hey, Mars entertains me. He still fed me. He fed me Speedies. They were delicious. I'm sure. So did he did he hand feed you Speedies? He did. He actually chewed them up like a bird and you know, never mind. Ah, okay, okay. That's yeah, a different show. Yeah. That's a different show. That might be uh, another Patreon show. That might be uh, Love Is Scary with Doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but time will tell. This may be a remake that shouldn't happen. But I, it was funny because I was just watching this like I think a week ago it was on. And I was kind of like, I'm surprised that they haven't remade this yet. And then, boom, there it is. So I, I feel partially responsible for this coming if it's if it's terrible. So, yeah, I got you. Uh, so um, we're going to – what should I go with next here? There's so many good stories this week. Evil Dead Rise. There you go. Evil Dead Rise uh, began filming this past week in New Zealand. It's whoop, official. Whoop. It's happening. It's underway. It's 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 happening as we speak. The dead are rising. So that's all I got to say about that. It's. it's I mean, I'm it's, glad it's underway because underway means that we're going to get to see it. Yeah, about a year from now, I would yeah, say. Pretty much. So, um, Tony Todd. Now I know that you didn't see this. We talked about this before the show. Uh, you haven't seen the uh, trailer for this yet, but Tony Todd's going to be starring in a brand new Invasion of the Body Snatchers inspired film called Changed. Uh, it actually looked pretty cool. I, I would suggest watching that trailer when you get a chance. I think you'll dig it. I'm going to have to. Uh, like I was out of town this past weekend, so I did miss a couple things. I But uh, yeah, I'm going to check it out uh, on your behest after we're done here. I think that's a great idea. A couple more stories. We'll get into box office news. This is where we're going to circle back to where we were talking about the Conjuring universe and a Quiet Place universe and all of that. So the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, hit theaters as well as HBO Max this past Friday. Um. It made $24 million here in the States. Um, it made 33.1 overseas for a worldwide total of $57.1 million this past weekend in its opening weekend. Pretty good for something to open on Disney Plus. Or not Disney Plus, HBO Max. HBO sorry. Max, right. I, I don't see this one making the $300 plus million that you know the other ones did. Oh, I mean, we're in a different world than those other ones. I mean, right. We re- Still, Godzilla made a lot of money. Godzilla versus Kong. Despite being on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, but it could have made more. Oh, it would have made probably twice as much. It right. probably would have made close to a billion dollars. Probably. If but I mean, let's, let's be more fair and, and to other things as well. Spiral made, you know, decent money. It would have made more. Um, what else? Like a lot of the movies that have come out that have that have breached and have gotten, you know, at least 30, over $30 million. A lot of those movies would actually be closer, I think, to 60, 70, 80 million. Probably. Uh, and, some of, and some of the ones that hit 40 or 50 million would definitely hit 100 million. Oh, yeah. And for a horror film, and for The Conjuring in particular, you know, it's not a bad place. Now, is it going to hit? No. It, it was never. No. It was doomed to never hit that because of the standing of the world You're currently. Right. Although, I will say this. The theater I was in, I mean, still with spacing and everything, because we've uh, upped some of the, the, the levels of people. Uh, but still, I uh, still felt comfortable. We were nice and spaced. And uh, honestly, I, I, in, I enjoyed it. It was fuller. So you could hear more people, yeah. which I dug. Although, there was one lady who screamed during the uh, waterbed part that you saw in the trailer. Ugh. 
She obviously that, that didn't made see me, that, that or made, she was just making a spectacle of herself. That that made me that made me a little irritated. But anyways, with that being said, I know that we we fall on different views of this movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that briefly. We'll we'll probably do a review another show, but right, just like, got let's so not, much let's to not do, do but, a full on review. But like, uh, yeah, I I absolutely did not like this movie whatsoever. I I think that this fell somewhere between the Nun and and one of the Annabelle movies. And me, on the other hand, I I, I didn't hate this movie, but I I do I do want to preface that with a I saw it in the movie theater, which does help a little bit. Yeah. And B, I instantly realized within ten minutes that this was not going to be a horror film. Yeah, and that I should just—it was like gear, a crime drama. Exactly. Like you said, it was. I like the crime, but I like crime dramas. Yeah, it would have been great as True Detective season four. <laughs> That's what you were saying. It would have <laughs> been, you know, like or Mind Hunters. Yeah. But you see, I like those kind of shows. So for me, I'm like, okay, this is a good movie version of one of those shows with some paranormal shit stuffed into it. And they said it was going to be different. They warned us, but and I, I don't I will, know. I, I will tell you guys straight out. Uh, I know we were not full reviewing it, but I'll give you my score just so you know where I am. Five and a half out of ten. So it's just above average. See. I would say that that's a pretty bad score for it. So that's, I think you're, uh, you know, saying that you actually kind of liked it. I'm surprised well, you went well, that low with it. Well, I, I would give it like a four out of 10. So you're not far off for me. But yeah. here's my thing. I go by average. So average is five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Average is five. It's the medium mark. So it was slightly above average. I'm, I'm, I've, after a second viewing, I might raise it to six. Yeah. But I don't see it going much higher than six. So that's Same why it's here. five and a half. Mine might go a little bit higher. And you know me, I don't use point two five. After sleep, I gave a much higher score after Think about it. I don't use point two five. Right. Um, basically, you know, about this, I, my, my biggest, uh, problem with it is the first two movies had at the root of it. Yes, it was a, they could be very intense horror movies, but at the heart of it, you had Ed and Lorraine Warren. And despite what you think of them as, as real life people, the characters in the movies were, there was a lot of heart and soul at, at the center of that. There was scenes in both of them where they're helping these families. Like in the first one, Ed is outside helping fix a car and they're doing work around the house and they're trying to help these people and they've got dialogue with them to help them feel like they're there to help. In the second one, you've got the scene where Ed and Lorraine are sitting around and Ed picks up a guitar. You know, there's all this awful stuff going on in this house and everybody's all tormented and he plays an Elvis song. He plays, I uh, can't help falling in love with you. There was just those scenes that really gave this these these soft moments these tender moments if you will and that was completely this movie's devoid of that altogether i don't know i i, I disagree with that argument because think about it those movies are like lighthearted and this and that as you point out but at the same time you know this movie they 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 were paying the ultimate sacrifice to help this kid in this family because yeah. think about it i mean without giving the movie away like you risked everything everything for this family Whereas the other parts, they were just kind of like, okay, let's just try to ease the pain of yeah. this paranormal shit. I don't know. I just, just felt saying. like they were just kind of going through the motions in also, this one. Also, you know, in hindsight... It might... I thought the villain was awful. Oh, the villain was horrible. Awful. But, but I just want to point out, uh, also in hindsight, I'm probably a little more uh, generous to this movie because I hated that last Annabelle movie that much. You know, I've seen that a few more times recently, and I actually thought, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I'd like that more than this. Believe it or not, that is that's disgusting and sad. You know, it's it was it's an hour and a half infomercial. It is, but it had good um, atmosphere to it. At least I like the atmosphere of it and stuff, and I I have liked it more. One thing I will say is, you know, I I'm not going to say anything's worse than the Nun. The one thing that I will say, the reason that I I think that this was a better movie. Um, the Nun had a better atmosphere in it, which I'll always say. That's the one thing, the one positive thing I've always said about The Nun is the atmosphere was fantastic. That was just a completely incompetent story, and at least this wasn't as incompetent as that. So to me, though, I, I think The Nun is probably the worst one in the entire Conjuring universe, and then this. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't say that's that bad. 
<laughs> compared to some other things. But then yeah. again, I'm not a big fan of most of the spinoffs. All right. Uh, other box office news, uh, real quickly, going back to A Quiet Place Part 2. I uh, made an additional $19.5 million this past weekend. Uh, it's made a worldwide total of over $100 million in its first two weeks. So Good stuff. It's still doing pretty well. So... And uh, last couple stories I've got uh, this week, um, kind of fun ones here. Uh, I don't know about you, but nothing says horror like Disney Plus. And on July 16th, Disney Plus is going to release all 10 episodes at once of a brand new series called Behind the Attraction. Uh, It's going to feature episodes specifically about the Haunted Mansion, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, among others. And uh, of course, nothing says horror even more like its host that we just found out today before we went on the air. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, smell what the Rock is cooking, baby. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I, I'm in to see some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, more importantly than even that, Mike C. I am more in when they do the episode on the greatest ride in the history of Disney. And what would that be? Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Oh, that is That's a great ride. Own ride. That is a great ride. <laughs> that <laughs> is the best. Go look it up. It's it's there. If you yeah. don't see it, then your you have gets to go. cut off. Well, here's, by, yeah. here's the thing. You, you have to be a member of Club 33, and you have to knock on the right door at the right <laughs> hour. Does they play like with the power glove or anything like nobody, that? Nobody. Yeah, yes. Uh, but nobody can prove me wrong <laughs> because you'd have to find for my horrible, my horrible directions of how to get to this ride. You have to find it. So, see, that's the genius part, Mike. See. It is genius, really. So, <laughs> that being said, the final story I've got for us this week, the Living Dead Museum is having a special grand opening event uh, for people in the, the Pittsburgh area. Um, it's going to be uh, for the new Pittsburgh Horror and Movie Museum in the Monroeville Mall. So, for those that don't know, that's the mall that was used in the original Dawn of the Dead. So, this uh, this museum is going to be it's going to be housing uh, screen-used props and items from numerous movies filmed around in and around the Pittsburgh area. Um, what's also kind of cool about this is not only are they going to have like some of these awesome things in it, um, but it's located on the second floor of the mall right next to J.C. Penney. And as you know, that played a big role in the movie. J.C. Penney's? You say yes, of course it is. Of course. <laughs> J.C. Penney's. You know that's out of most malls now. Yeah. But I'm excited about this. I would really like to see this. Yeah. This is a place I'd like to go. As a special treat? Special guest that's going to be there? The guy that took the machete. Machete guy? Machete zombie? Oh, machete zombie? Yeah. He's going to be there. Is helicopter zombie going to be there? I don't believe so. He's the most famous of all the zombies. Yeah. Let's be honest. He is. We got to meet him. He was a very nice gentleman. Did you? Yeah. He was at a... uh, Well, oh, you weren't there. The first year of uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest that we were a part of. He was there. Yeah, that's before I knew you. Yeah, it was before... Well, no, you knew me because we were planning the show out. Because we oh, recorded the yeah, first episode right. in between, and then we recorded the second episode from Scarecrow. I get confused. Yeah, I, I COVID I screwed I, up everything. I, call, I don't even I know where I am the, right I now. I called you because uh, we. Were, I didn't call you. I was messaging you from the line at Brooks. That's right. Barbecue. That's about right. What we were going to do? We were planning on the, that first show with uh, Ken M. Yeah. And then that turned into next other thing. Next thing you know, we're at Scarecrow two weeks later, hanging out with Courtney Gaines. And we got a, got an interview with Courtney Gaines for episode two, and it's been all downhill from there. <laughs> you know who? You know who has not been on my comfy couch? Courtney Gaines. Yeah. But he was in my car. Yeah. Both the front seat and the back seat. Yeah. He's. Yeah. I don't have that car anymore either. So. Yeah, wow. You're you're just like retiring everything. Sir. Yeah. But anyways, we're we're uh, moving on up. It's it's a new time. We're moving on up to the side. That's beautiful. That's right. Well, that's all I've got for the news for this week. Well, if you would like to comment on anything we talked about in the news, or you just want to shout, give us a shout at anything else, you want us to talk about something specific, or you want us to review a movie or whatever, whatever you have in your heart, or you would like to send a uh, We Miss You to the Professor, you can do that on our social medias. Horizon 607 on Facebook. Like and share that page at 
at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, you can go to 8122productions.com to get all your information about everything we do at 8122productions, including the Three Fat Nerds podcast, this podcast, the HorrorZone607 podcast, the wrestling show that I do with Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parley Hour each and every week. Of course, then also at 8122productions.com, you can find out about Twitch, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Make sure you're following over there. Pretty soon, we are going to have a horror movie night. Uh, I, I do know that Mike C wants to do a double feature. Oh, absolutely. So you're probably going to be doing that in the next uh, month or so. So make sure you're following because you're going to not want to miss that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, uh, there's so much every, every Thursday night. Mike C joins the chat. Uh, I, I hope you're going to be joining this week because it is the go home show for NXT. I wouldn't miss it. Are you going to be a part of the NXT live stream on Sunday? Uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll be in it. Well, either either in the chat or you can also come I mean, live come if you would like. Yeah, you may, you, you can I don't know because I have to work the next morning. I know. It kind of sucks, doesn't yeah. it? But I'm just letting you know. It's an I didn't get the not, last one because it, it was Memorial Day the next day. Right. So if not, you can join us in the chat. Uh, either way, you guys also can do that. And of course, we're also covering UFC this weekend on Sunday or Saturday. Sorry. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. UFC 263. Big show. Uh, live reactions and commentary. So a lot in that. All that and more. Twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. And if you would like to support the show, my monetarily and get a bunch of bonus exclusives including you get the horror zone 607 podcast a day early and and you now get it uncut and unedited that means we have an extra part in the beginning and an extra part in the middle it's crazy if you want all that bonus content plus you get the three fat nerds podcast same way early and it's uncut uncensored and uncooked and of course the two exclusive to patreon shows i love movies where we review older movies and uh give our take on them go back in time sometimes we change our opinion about something we loved after you watch it another time Whew, some things just don't age well, Mike C. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, last but certainly not least, the hottest show behind the paywall, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek. And in the month of June, we are going to be recording next week, I do believe. We're trying to work out a time. i got to work out one with Mike C and with uh, with Dr. Derek. But Mike C, Spooky Mike is returning. And, man, does Dr. Derek have some jewels for you? I've heard. And we're going to ease you in because you got to ease in the door in June. Yeah. But July July. <laughs> That's going to be my month. Isn't I just it? want to point out we're easing them in, but in July we're playing a game with Mike C. Uh-oh. I cannot wait. And it's going to possibly be the first ever video version on Patreon. Because I think we need. <laughs> oh, I think we need. Real I, reaction? I think we need a real reaction. Plus, it's hard for them to see what game you're playing without visuals. Oh, boy. I, I can promise you it's not hot ramen. So don't <laughs> thank, worry. It's thank not, God it's, for it's, that. It's nothing like that. Yeah. I can promise you that. It's not disgusting. <laughs> I promise okay. you that much. That's all I can tell you. Because we're keeping it under, we're keeping it inside that vest pocket, brother. Yeah. Patreon.com slash eight one two two productions for as little as one dollar. And of course, if you're a horror zone fan and you join, even at the one there's only two tiers, one dollar and three dollar. The three dollar tier gets you some giveaways and some swag. But if even if you join the one dollar tier, let me know when you join that you're a horror zone fan, and I will make sure you get something that even Mike C doesn't have, and that is a horror zone six oh seven sticker. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not. Him, I put him in a bag to bring you one, a little My care bag, package. Yeah, a little treaty bag and uh, I just left it at home. You forgot it. I'm sorry, man. Son of a gun. So I'll either have to drop it off to your house or I will give it to you this Sunday when we record <laughs> the next show. <laughs> right. Uh, so with that being said, that is all I have, Mike C. I believe it's time for the Horror Zone Trivia Question. You better believe it is that time of the week. And here we go. This is a short one. Oh. The name of this film's movie score is Tubular Bells. One more time, the name of this film's score is Tubular Bells. The answer, coming up right after the break.
Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. Before the break, I asked this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. The question was the name of this film's score is Tubular Bells. So I, I gotta preface this. At first, I was like, I, 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 it sounds familiar. Can't remember. Uh, on Patreon, we played a little bit of Tubular Bells for the fans. Uh, so they could have a little jump start and then i was like okay yeah i do know what this song is but anyways with that being said uh we did not tie it in earlier so i should have tied it in when we were talking about the conjuring the devil made me do it because the answer to the horror zone question is it is the exorcist that is correct and there is a shot in the conjuring and this is not spoiling anything because you should we could have seen this coming a mile away where the exorcist of, of the movie shows up he gets out of his cab and they try to reenact the exact exorcist shot of when the when the exorcist gets out the, the actual priest the famous exorcist. shot yeah. it comes out and it's the movie it's the cover on the VHS art right uh, that the famous poster if you will of that shot they tried to recreate that <laughs> shot it does not work no but it made me laugh yeah it made me laugh too there was a couple of nods that they had in that movie I, I thought that uh, there's a scene where Patrick Wilson is swinging around a sledgehammer and I thought that that was kind of like a uh, little Jack Torrance like from from The Shining but uh, but yes uh, the correct answer of course is The Exorcist and there is a reason why I asked this question this week and there is a reason why we started this segment with the music from the movie It Follows. You may have recognized that song. Uh, it was the music from It Follows. And what is the reason, you may ask, that I'm, at, that I'm bringing up all of these reasons? Well, it's because my big top secret, top 30 countdown that we're going to kick off this week and it's going to cover the next several weeks, is the top 30 horror movie scores of all time as... Mike C says so. So there's, as with all of my top 30 lists, oh, you got something is, to say? I, I'm just going to say, it is Mike C's opinion, and his, uh, his opinion only. And my opinion list. only. But I put a lot of hard work into this. This was something that I've gone back and forth on for a long, long time. It's take, I, I've been working on this list since before I went into captivity. So, you know, so, I mean, it's been at least a year and a half. I, I want to say it's been closer to two years since I started working on this list. So I've put a lot of thought of effort, thought and effort into this. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. If there's anything in here that you feel shouldn't be here, talk to us about it. Get a hold of us on Twitter. Get a hold of us on Facebook and let's talk about it. Let's debate it. A very healthy debate, of course, mind you. But let's do that because 
This is my opinion, but I think I made a really, really damn good list here. So without further ado, let's start with number 30. That and number 30 coming in on my list is the score from the movie The Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. It's a good score. I mean, let's be honest, it's Rob Zombie, so one thing he does know is music, so you gotta you gotta give it up to him as far as musical taste and preferences, if you if you will. If you will. So I'm I'm alright with Lords of Salem coming into this list at that number. So that's a movie I talk about this a lot on the show and in private too, you know, just talking with you guys about how and I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Zombie's movies, but The Lords of Salem is by far my favorite one that he's done. Um, just it's it's a, such a different movie than all the rest. It doesn't feel, although it's kind of got you know some of it in there. It doesn't feel as trashy, and it doesn't feel like it, the 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 language is there, but it seems a little bit more scaled back. The nudity is there, but it's a lot more scaled back. The violence is there, but it's a little bit more scaled. It's different. And there's something about that movie that I love very much, and that music is creepy, and it fits so perfectly with that that movie. I could agree with that. I think it is very good atmosphere music. I think that it, it definitely fits the movie, and uh, I dig it. I dig it. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's it for number 30. So next up can only mean one thing. Number 29. Love it. Love it so much. Another one that's so creepy and so good. That, of course, is the score from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. The one that is not with Michael Myers. That's correct. Wait, it's not? Well, I mean, he he makes an appearance on a television screen in the background. Oh. But it is. Oh, the, this is the one that's got Tom Atkins' bare ass in it. That's right. That's right. Okay, I knew it. I knew it was one of those. But no, so good. I mean, a, a lot of people may want to hear, you know, more of the eight more days till Halloween. But no, this is the scores, and and that song to me, you know, it's if. It, fits perfectly it's john carpenter at his finest a lot of his scores were similar but um i don't know i i love that one and i originally even had that higher on the list but there was just other ones coming in later on that i just feel are better more powerful songs more iconic songs underrated movie underrated score i i I like where it is i i I can't wait to see the rest of your list of course i mean obviously i don't know i mean i know the exact (laughs) you've got it (laughs) for for the sake of the show i'm not gonna react to like anything i know this further on but yeah you know i I like it uh there's got to be a good reason it fell this far but like i said definitely underrated score underrated movie uh we would not have this conversation if it was just called season of the witch and we've had that discussion a million times it probably would be a one of the greatest horror horror movies ever made now finally it's getting its due but it would have gotten its due years ago yeah uh so kudos regardless of what people say one of the best horror movies made at least in that era but one of one of the great horror movies very very underrated and very underappreciated all right so let's go to number 28 Ah, yes. That, of course, at number 28 would be the score for the wonderful movie Trick or Treat. The movie that I sometimes forget which 
age group it's in as far as <laughs> movies because it does not feel like a over 2000 movie it yeah. feels like a 1980s golden age movie but it really as does. You know it is not from there i love the movie i love the score uh I, I have no problems with this being on this list for sure well i appreciate that rich it's uh another one of my favorites i mean all of these are my favorites so uh i i feel like these all belong where they are but trick-or-treat Come on. Everything about that movie is so perfect. It's the perfect Halloween movie, really, when you think about it. Yeah, true. True. I, I, can't, I can't disagree there. More than Halloween. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far if, as the event goes, yeah. The absolutely. event, the vibe of it, the, the atmosphere to right, it. Right, right, right. I mean... Not I, a better I, movie than I'm Halloween, saying, yeah, but I, I, that's a better, I was gonna go. quote-unquote, Halloween-themed movie. Yes. The, the theming around the actual holiday is great. Uh, and it's a great movie, too. It's just not... It's just not the legend that is Halloween. Correct. Correct. But, but I will say that it's a very good movie. It's the legend of Sam Hain. And it, and it should be in the... It should have been made in the 1980s. It just has that feel. It feels like a great movie from the golden age. But you know what? I'm just happy it's made. Yeah. You and me both. On with the countdown. Number 27. So I said many times already in this show, there's a lot of things that have been woven in and intertwined in this show, more than any other show we've ever done. Earlier in the show, we talked about the remake of the movie Christine. That is the score by John Carpenter for the original Christine. Yes. uh, One of my favorite movies. I do love this movie. Uh, Definitely uh, before, I would say this would be my second favorite Stephen King adapted movie prior to, not counting The Shining, prior to... The new It movies. Okay. Well, It Chapter 1 in specific. Really? Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's still in my top five. Yeah. Or top three. It just, bumped, oh, yeah, it just, got, it just got bumped a spot. Yeah. And I don't count The Shining because that's it's too Sleep. much. It's, it, it, I, I do count Dr. Sleep a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I try to, I don't put that, I, I put it this way. I shouldn't say they're on the list because one of them is definitely not really adapted from the book, and although I think it's a masterpiece, as we all know. And Dr. Sleep, because it has to be adapted to both, I think it's unfair to put that on a Stephen King only list. Yeah. That's my that's my Fair enough. moniker. Fair enough. Uh, but if you added those to the list, it, it's still in the top five. I would because agree. Because both of those would be ahead of it. And it's such a silly concept, but man, is it a great movie. John yes. Carpenter, honestly, near his best of all time. So, uh I'm still worried about this uh, this remake, but um, but the original, you know, that's one of the reasons why it was so good, why it was so you know near perfect anyway, because uh, of the score and you know Carpenter. I agree c- completely. Uh, so we're gonna move on to number twenty six. Yes, we are. I know the professor would be happy about this one. Takes a second for this one to kick in. Oh, there it is. Did you hear that kick in? I hear it. And yes, the professor would love this one because this is one of his all-time favorites. And I know the maestro loves this movie too. That, of course, is the the wonderful score, the creepy score to the movie Suspiria. Done by Goblin. Yes, Goblin. 
Don't forget that it's done by Goblin. You can't, you can't, you can't leave Goblin in the dust. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Dunes, dunes, dunes. Goblin would be Another very one upset. Fights the bucks. All right, anyways, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I like it. I like, I like, I like it. I like a lot. Uh, but with that being, <laughs> I gotta said, watch that movie again sometime. First well, time Willy I saw Wonka it, or Suspiria. No, the yeah, Suspiria. Because the first time I saw it was one of the first times I ever hung out with the maestro back in the day, and we had like an all day movie marathon and uh, horror movie marathon. And uh, he was like so excited to show me that movie, and I I really didn't like it. I'm not a big fan of Jalos, but fair enough. Something about the blood that they use. I don't like the dubbing. You know, like the you don't like that neon paint looking blood. I don't like the neon paint looking blood. I don't like the uh, the voice dubbing that they do with it. That stuff really bothers me. But um, you know, it's a movie that's iconic enough that I I want to give it another try. I, I like Suspiria. I, I, I there's there, I'm not a big fan of Jalo overall, but I do like Suspiria, and I also like the zombie movies. <laughs> Because, because you know what, they have some of the best kills. They're so bad, but they have some of the best kills. Come on, somebody getting impaled on a shard of a door through uh, their eye. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that does happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting excited now. You are excited. You, uh, you can't put that, contain put that thing it. Away. Put can't that thing contain away. it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's a good pick. It is a good. Uh, even if you don't like it, they ha- it's got a great soundtrack. It's Very got good. A, it's it's good. It goes with the movie. Uh, yes, we like to pick on the fact that it's Goblin, uh, but yep. uh, and not to be confused with Neil Bog. Uh, but <laughs> but they, they they did a good job. Uh, kudos to them. So good yeah. pick. Well, we're halfway through the first week of this, and uh, on with the countdown. Is is the great Casey Kasem once said, "On with the countdown, number twenty five." So that is a movie that I'm, I'm still not sure that Rich and I quite understand what this movie's about. Um, we, we still haven't figured it out. But that, of course, is the legendary, the iconic Phantasm. I have met the director. I have met the actors. I have met the producer of this movie. Do they know what this movie's about? Uh, what's they, happening? They do, but I, I still don't understand it. Not I haven't figured out what's going I do, on. I do like the movie. I do, too. I just don't know what's going on. I don't on, really. know what's going on. A little confused. A little confused. Um, I still need to watch other movies. I've seen... I think most of the second one. I don't believe I've seen any of the other. I think was there five of them. I don't. I haven't seen any of the other ones. I, I need to watch those. I, they're on something. They're on one of the streaming services right now. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I'd have to look it up. I think it's on HBO Max. It could be. It's either on that or Peacock. I think it's, it's on one of the other. But I saw they were all on there. So, you know, time time to watch them. You know, and see what the well fuss is about. But um, great score, great score. Absolutely. Next up. We've got number 24. Number 24. I wish I had like a cool like like a sound thing. Number 24. So that's another movie I as much as I love it I I don't quite fully understand absolutely everything that's going on in the movie but one of my favorites i love the movie very much and that would be the score for the movie hellraiser oh i love the movie and uh, i love doug bradley i got to spend some time yes. with him at scarecon last year i know i talk about it because it was such a great moment it was like if my my grandfather was a gentle old englishman that's how i look <laughs> at it uh lovely 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 man so i'm still jealous I, I got, that i wasn't there and i, I was supposed to be say, there man. 
Got nothing bad to say about it. I was supposed to be there, and, and yeah, it didn't happen. So I will forever be uh, be jealous of you for that one. But, uh, you know, great movie. I, I prefer the sequel. Not the score to it, but I, I prefer the sequel in, in of the two movies, believe it or not. But the both, both great movies. The Squeakquel. Oh, okay. Yes, Hellraiser 2, The Squeakquel. Gotcha. All right, coming in next. We're almost done here. We're getting there uh, for this week anyway. But number 23. It's so whimsical. I love it. One of my all-time favorite movies. I'm not a fan of zombie movies, but boy, do I love this movie. And it is really, as far as I'm concerned, the king and the grandfather and the godfather of all zombie movies. The greatest one of them all, Knights of the Living Dead. Ooh, uh, 1968. It is amazing. Not it's to amazing. confused with uh, yeah. any of the other remakes. But you know what, though? I, do, I, I did not mind the remake with Tony Todd. No, that's okay. But, but the soundtrack to the original is so epic. Is so epic. good. Taking nothing away from the great acting of Tony Todd. I also like the ending of the original way better. I do I'm too. just going to throw that out there. I, I agree. I did not like zombie Tony Todd. I like the fact that it left it ambiguous, and it also tied into what uh, Romero was trying to say in the original version with, uh, with him not being a zombie, and they'd still kill him. Right, and I also will say that Barbara's character is definitely a stronger character in the remake, but something about her, you know, how mousy she is and everything uh, in the original one, and, you know, obviously what happens to her. Um, I don't know. I, I, I prefer everything about the original to Barbara. the remake, but it is a great remake. Barbara, they're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. But the, the, the worst part about that is, yeah, she ends up being like this badass at the end of the movie who survives. Yeah. I don't like that. I like, I I like, like that how either. the original ended, too, man. Everything so. about the original was great. I, like I said, I don't want to say that the 80s version, the remake, was horrible, because it wasn't. It was still a good movie. I just think the original was better. Savini did a good job with the remake. He really did. It's yeah. just nothing beats, in most cases, let me rephrase that. In most cases, nothing beats the original. Agreed. There are a couple of exceptions there's, to that. Uh, there's but. always exceptions. Absolutely. But that means we've got two more songs for this week, right? For this week, we got, next up, number 22. That, of course, is the vocals of the wonderful, the legendary Mia Farrow. And that, of course, is the score for one of the all-time great horror movies, Rosemary's Baby. It was it a dream? Baby. Or was it real? It was real. It was real. It was real. This isn't a dream. I, I Great This line. is really happening. This is really happening. This is, this is going to happen. They're, they're, they're eating. No, never mind. Wrong movie. <laughs> uh, no, actually, Rosemary's Baby is an amazing film. Uh, legendary. 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 And I've been to the Dakota. I love that place. That really? Is, yeah, I stumbled upon it, actually. Uh, I was with a couple of friends back in, uh, it was like 2008, uh, in the wintertime. And uh, we went from Times Square to Fifth Avenue to Central Park, which I had no idea where we were. Central Park stum- West? I don't know. I know. I'm joking. Somewhere I'm over bust, there. I'm busting your balls. 
But uh, we walked through it. We came across like the big fountain that you see like in Home Alone 2 and all those other movies. And we kept moving onward. We came across what they call Strawberry Fields. And right across the street from that. Strawberry Fields forever. Beautiful. Yeah, right across the street from that is the Dakota. So I was yes. standing right where John Lennon was shot. and Where Rosemary's Baby was Where Rosemary's filmed. Baby, where, you know, where, where, where she had a baby. So do you think that you buy it? There's a conspiracy. That they opened up some kind of portal, and that is what led to the Lennon shooting. Yes, and bad things happened. A lot of the, bad things yeah, that happened in that building. Dakota, for real. Yeah, but on top of that, they, they, yeah, so that there's there is a conspiracy theory out there. Something maybe we'll dive in one day when we because we we sometimes get into those. Yeah, here on the show. So uh, one of the talking horror segments in the not too distant future, maybe we'll uh, talk about those coincidence and curses. I think we should. I think we should. But that leaves one more movie for this week. Because we're not doing this whole thing this week. No, no, no. We're doing more next week and the week after. This thing is getting extended out. But the last one that we'll be doing for this week, number 21. Now, if you're not familiar with that one, this is a movie that is extremely underrated, one of the best slashers from the early 80s, and you need to get out and see it. That, of course, is the score for the original The House on Sorority Row. You mean not the remake? No, although I do like the remake a lot, and a lot of people don't. I, I really, really dig the remake. It's one I watch every time it's on. But the original is such an amazing slasher movie and extremely underrated. A lot of people don't even know it exists let alone have have seen it. I I think that the remake is actually not that bad. I I I will agree with you. It's a fun movie. It is. The original though, very good uh classic horror film. If you've not seen it, you need to see it. That is that is one of them that if I was making a list of horror movies that you need to watch, that would be on there. Yeah. Like cuz like like that like a small list. If I was giving you like the essential 10, it wouldn't be probably on there. But in like the the 50 yeah. Like if I said my 50 essential, it's going to be on the 50 essential. Absolutely. Because the essential doesn't necessarily mean my favorite. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean the ones I think are the best. I still because, think top 10 or 20 slasher movies ever made. Well, I agree with you there as well. But I'm just saying, when I talk about an essential movie, and sometimes maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll list off all of my essential movies for anybody who wants to get into horror if somebody asks you. Because I, I get asked that question a lot. Sometimes there's movies in my essential movies that I don't even like. Right. And the reason why is because it's still essential to the genre. Somebody oh, yeah. likes them. Or even if not, you have to know where it comes from. Like, i.e., and I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I think it's age poor compared to like everything else that's going on in the genre that it pretty much created for the most part Blair Witch it's not a yeah. horrible movie but it's I wouldn't put that in my top 10 movies but I would put that in my top 10 essential movies right the reason why is because later on when you get into to movies like you know like Creep or something like that, that that I want you to watch this would give you the understanding of where they came from yeah so you have to know the history and, and that's why I said there's a difference. This movie is one. This movie I do like. I would put it in, one, in my top 20 slasher films of all time, probably. I, I, off the top of my head, yeah. Definitely yep. 25. Uh, but 20, I probably think it's in the top 20. But I also would say this is an essential movie all day. Like, this is a movie that you show somebody and go, you know, it's not my, it's like, it's like you have to graduate classes. Like, you're, the, the first essential one I would be like Halloween. Yeah. Then Friday the 13th. And then, and then you, you work know, your way to movies like and this, then, or and the then Prowler. you go into, and then, and then, and then the graduate class is watching April Fool's Day 
for yes. me because then that takes it and it takes a new level to it. Right. And that's why I said this is definitely a movie that comes after that first line. Like I could, after we watch the burning, I could put the burning in that second line yeah. as well. But that first line is going to be the the Godfathers. That's going to be your uh, you know Halloween, Halloween Friday the Thirteenth, and then Nightmare on Elm Street is going to come in and that's going to get you into those those B movies if you will not B because they're worse, but the B movies the of level. like the next level. And then and then eventually it gets you to that graduate class, which is April Fool's Day only because that movie just changed everything right right it's a different take uh so yeah man this movie definitely doesn't get it and it's got a great score too. great score great and you know what just to kind of you know oh you know pull back the curtain a little bit here with this it was actually i was watching this movie and it was that song that got stuck in my head that made me want to do this list in the first place and it got me thinking just how i you know i always think and i always appreciate the music that's in you know especially the the movies of the 70s and the 80s uh, but it was that movie in particular that I was watching when I came up with this whole idea and started this. So, you know, I, I hope you guys are going to enjoy this list. I hope you've enjoyed everything up to this point. Because, again, I did put a lot of time and effort into this. And this is the one I have been more excited about. I was more excited to do this than any top 100 list of all time that I could come up with. So I, I hope you guys will enjoy this uh, this list as we keep going. Uh, but it was it was the house and sorority row that got this list going in my mind. Let me take you out with a uh, – we, we brought you in – this week, like to the to the show, to the news, with the man behind the mask. So we gotta even it out. So I'm gonna take you out with a little bit of this. And of course, this is not on the list anywhere. No, but but it's still phenomenal either way. But with that being said, there he uh, is. Yes, it's Freddie's dead. Baby. <laughs> That's right. So anyways, <laughs> if you guys would like to comment anything about the list or anything we talk about at all, or just say what's up, hit us up on them social medias. It's, of course, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can uh, hit that hashtag HZ607 whenever we're talking about the show. 8122 Productions for all of your uh, HorrorZone slash 3 Fat Nerds slash 8122 Production needs. Make sure you hit us up on Twitch.tv slash 607 Podcast. Follow Follow us, because sooner than later, we will be having a horror movie night amongst the uh, tons of awesome shit we're doing on there on Twitch. And then, of course, if you'd like to support the show for as little as $1 a month, to get a ton of extra bonus content. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. And if you need fi help finding any of those because you didn't remember them, they are in the liner notes to this very show. Mike C., that's all I got for the people. Take them home. All right, sounds good. So thank you all for listening as you do each and every week we appreciate every time you tune in every every click every download that you get it keeps us going we enjoy doing the show ever so much it's all for you it's all for us too i mean we we do like to talk about this stuff this is just a couple guys sitting Damien, around hanging out talking. it's all for you yeah that's true. i'm gonna go hang myself out of the second story of this building now so uh you may hear Listen, about that in the news listeners it's all for you as, he <laughs> as i smash out the window, window yes into another window so next week we will be back, of course, you know, talking about all the, the biggest news of the week, but uh, we will be coming back with the second part, the what numbers 20 through 11 of this uh, top through 30 11, countdown. The middle section. Yeah. And Cannot there's some great wait. ones in there too. Some of the ones I'm very wait. excited about. So uh, we will be back doing that next week. So 
Uh, and, and is the professor going to be back next week? I think he's, I think off, he's off next two week. Weeks. I think yes, he's off he two weeks. I think he'll be back. That's in why time. we're doing this list. Yeah, he'll be back it, for the top ten though. It, he he may be depending upon when we record that. Yeah, there's and, been talks that we're going to do that on a Saturday, and if so, I think he's in. But obviously, we're right. not doing it on Father's Day. So, and, and because he doesn't listen to this show, he's of course going to like his his eyeballs are going to pop out of his head and everything when he doesn't hear like Hellraiser in the top ten or something because yeah. he's not going to know we already did it. Well, you know, I'm I'm already writing for a long day for that one from him, <laughs> uh, but you know. I can always be comforted that his his mom will take good care of us and uh, will give us a snack as well. Yeah, my understanding is she's got dinner waiting for me on the table. So ah, when we okay. get out of here today, I, I believe uh, it's a big bowl of spaghetti. Yes, I hope it is a big bowl of spaghetti yeah. for you, sir. What a lovely lady. What a, she lovely, is a lady. lovely lady. So for the professor's mom, for the professor who's not here, for oh, Rich. But just in case the professor did want to show up, just to make him feel at home. Boo this man! That's for you, Professor. It is for you, buddy. We dedicate this show to your memory. It's it's all for you. We dedicate this show to your memory, Professor. So thank you for being a friend. And Rich, thank you. For Rich, I'm Mike C. Sands. See ya.